1: If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgement or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot!
0: That's a goal! post for Shearer, goal! But has it, oh, deflection, and a goal! Justin Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible Huddle. Taylor has scored, and that surely means it's the Premier League for Swindon Town now. Fantastic goal
2: by Jan the Park Austin going I will win
0: this league anyway. Rich He's hit it. It's Krabble! Harry Doyle strikes again. And a
1: brilliant goal from Harry McCurdy.
3: Like the horrible garlic dip to the pizza crust that was Swindon versus Colchester, we are back for another episode of the Low Strangers Pizza Club. And a lot like Swindon Town FC, we've got the B team out. Up until now, we've had uh, Rich uh, and Joe on the Low Strangers Pizza Club this season, Um, but they're otherwise engaged. So uh, I'm here and so's Terry. Hello, Terry. Evening, Connor. I I think if we ever need
0: some bonus content, we should really dive into... How do Papa John's get their garlic dip so bad compared to Domino's? Oh,
3: I, I, yeah, I really, I think about it probably too much. Um, <laughs> it's
2: peculiar, isn't it? What yeah. are they doing?
3: Yeah, it's weird because I probably slightly prefer the Papa John's pizza to yeah uh, to the Domino's product, but uh, yeah, the dip is is a real deal deal breaker. I'd rather just not get anything. Yeah.
0: I agree. What an extraordinarily sobering evening. It was like, uh, you know, bearing in mind, I spent, I was listening to the radio this afternoon while working, and my normal consumption of uh, the drive time show on BBC BBC Five Live was rudely interrupted by Boris Johnson announcing some more bullshit restrictions. (laughs) Um, And then I, and then I watched it. A Swindon team defend like a disaster zone in front of an empty county ground. It was extraordinarily twenty twenty one, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We we've got to hope the Omicron variant isn't any more serious than uh, than first hoped, because I do not want to be doing this twice a week oh <laughs> from the start of twenty twenty two. That would be it. Doesn't bear that bear thinking about, it, does it? It's very much a throwback kind of kind of evening for me. And uh, yeah, popping up uh just meeting you on the uh on the Zencaster as we record this podcast just to let everyone behind the scenes um yeah it, it really reminds of this time last year doesn't it? it
0: it was horrid it was horrid yeah and um certainly certain members of our our, our back five or our back three sort of probably got carried away a little bit with the uh with with the precautions and took isolating to a whole new level I'm <laughs> sure we've done that joke before but I just felt like we had to do it again
3: yeah I mean yes yeah, open season um I want to keep this one relatively short because I guess neither of us want to be here all night. Um, And I'm just too, I'm crestfallen uh, that we've crashed out of the Papa John's trophy, a two, one defeat to Colchester. Um, What are your initial thoughts on the game as a whole? My initial thoughts on the game. it, 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 It was, it was
0: basically very, very clear after about three minutes that it was a simple case of, can our attack outscore our, defence, his inability to defend.
1: Um,
0: And it became apparently clear after about 50 minutes that the answer was no, no, they cannot. It was really a deadly duo, a deadly combination of complete and utter shambolic defending plus a complete lack of cutting edge, particularly when McCurdy went off. um, Because as much as he ran around for 60 minutes and made loads of bad decisions, he also... Was the only player showing any sort of likely, you know, likely spark? So I thought I thought it was interesting. I was surprised at how weak we went team-wise. Yeah, um, I was really surprised, particularly on the bench. I understand the starting eleven, but you know, do you have do you have a Tyree Simpson on there who can come on and chase the game if you with fifteen to go? Um, do you have a Jack Payne or or, or a Ben Gladwin or, or Johnny Williams? Just just one ace up your up your sleeve to bring on with 15 to go if we're in the game and we were in the game we had absolutely no right to be in that game <laughs> i can't put into words the first half how bad we defended colchester were so so flat um unflattered is that a word to only be two nil ahead they should have been four or five ahead at least it was Utterly shambolic.
3: Yeah, no, it, it was a weird one in terms of. I think the most interesting thing about the game is before the game, trying to work out what kind of lineup we were going to see and uh, what kind of lineup were we were going to see from Colchester. Um, I think we kind of ended up getting actually quite a good and uh, good game, at least in the second half, between two very very different teams. I mean, Colchester they didn't go full strength, but it was. A number of names that we would recognise from the um, league fixture earlier this season. I'm sure we'll see many of them um, again um, in January when we go um, up up to their way uh, for the return. And um, yeah, pe- people that you you would have heard on heard of, and not many changes from the team that played for them at the weekend. For us, obviously, it's 11 changes all at once. Um, not that you know there were no players in there that are not knocking on the first team door i've seen mccurdy started Jaden mitchell lawson has kind of been in the picture recently um jordan Leiden could definitely be sort of um, in the team um depending on fitness and all that kind of thing um but we definitely were by far the weaker team and like the the first half an hour the opening exchanges um we looked like a team that hadn't played together and that's probably because we are a team that hasn't played together very much. And I think you make a good point with the um with the bench because you know this is a competition that Jack Payne and Tyree Simpson have played in the season, came on against Arsenal and bolstered things. Um so yeah it was a a little bit of a surprise uh, not to see them. Um yeah it's one of those ones it, it's hard to know how seriously to take it, like how much the club actually wanted to sort of continue um, these kind of B team games that we've been having
0: the only thing I'd, I would say is obviously earlier in the season it is a glorified pre-season friendly isn't it in terms of getting people up to speed in where we are in the season now I think we've got midweek games every week for the next three or four weeks haven't we especially especially if we end up drawing at walsall which which I think we probably will um, and then we're going into a busy period I think what it really said to me is that is that the club are massively prioritising the league, and that's all that matters. Um, and, and obviously, getting through at Walsall is way more important than getting through tonight. And I just, I just <laughs> it sounds a bit, a bit sort of contrite to say, but I almost, I almost laugh at, at Colchester for how seriously they're <laughs> in comparison. It's Sort of like it just sums up how irrelevant your season is. Mm. That this, that you've, you've basically put out. A full strength team. But like I, I mean, there were only a handful of changes from their full strength team. They they've they played their best. Got available goalkeeper George uh, Shamal George is injured. Um, I can't imagine that's not their normal back three. You know, I think you know, Chambers and Smith must have 800 games between them. Um, Alan Judge caused us all sorts of trouble. Koleskuse didn't get out of second gear and ran the game. So you know, and then and then they've got a, a collection of sort of young, promising forwards like Noah Chilvers and like Dobray, who who are who are definitely part of the first team pitcher there. And they were miles stronger than we were tonight. I think the thing that really, really concerns me, and I think we can't really go into too much detail in terms of analysing this game, right? Because it was a bit of a mismatch and it doesn't really matter. I think the one thing that I will reflect on and that really is is, is the biggest negative is the performance of the so called senior players and i think particularly in that grant critchlow and ward so yes i understand that we were a unit that were playing together that doesn't normally play together but three of the four sort of core defensive players there are more than should be more than capable of defending set pieces and not giving colchester one on ones routinely and not just passing the ball 10 yards to their centre-forwards, which Anthony Grant did on about three occasions. We, it, it was, it, it, as individuals, they have to be better. And, and, and I think they were the most disappointing performances for me, purely because I hold those players to a higher standard than I hold um, Dubray, for example.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it was a, it was a weird one with Critchlow, because I don't think we've quite seen him, at least as poor as he was in the first, I think in the second half, he got, stronger Um, but then someone like Grant probably just kind of trundled along at quite a low level for the whole game so um, it's one of those ones where it's, it's really hard to see are we getting a lot of the stability in Critchlow's performances in the league from the fact that he's been next to an experienced well I guess relatively experienced even though he's only just made his 100th game for us in Conroy compared to obviously a player with vast experience but a player that We've discussed many times on this podcast over the years, even in the season that we won this league, um, that we don't want anyone in the back four really, um, or the back five, um, because, you know, Grant just looks completely out of sorts there. Um, it's one of those things where I think he probably needed to have a good game to kind of be in contention for uh, a slot back in the team at any, any point soon. Um, and I don't think we really got it. And, it does feel now like he, there's probably about four or five central midfielders that are now ahead of him in the packing order. I think you suggested before we hit record that it could be the last time we've seen him in a, in a town shirt, maybe.
0: I'd, I'd be surprised if we saw him in a town shirt again. And and, and it's a, a sad way to, for, you know, potentially for for um, Grant's career with us to sort of peter out. But I think ultimately his, his signing in the summer was a a, a a signing of convenience for all parties. I don't think there was much expectation on, on on the club's end for him to be a mainstay in this team. If you look at the way Ben Garner plays football, the team he's built, and I think that's just coming to fruition. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure all of us wish Anthony Grant the best for whatever whatever comes next for him. But I don't think I don't think he he will be a part of this of the first team picture here much, you know, for, for the remainder of the season. And and arguably, I think we could even see him move on in move move on in January if there is a if there is a team in the bottom half of our league that, that are in, are calling out for a really competitive holding midfielder, and that playing play in a way that needs that, because on evidence of his most recent performances for us, for us, he it just doesn't fit in with the style that we're that we're playing, and I don't I don't think we'll see much of it, which is a real shame. But it happens, you know, it happens to all of us, right? we in, in whatever field we're in. Um, Ultimately, the game progresses beyond
3: you, and, and and that's it. Before we kind of come on to some of the, if not more positive performances, then you know maybe some of the players that we don't talk about quite as often. Um, I thought let's just run through kind of what happened in, in that first half an hour in terms of um, the goals that we conceded. Um, quite similar, obviously, one's a one's a, a corner and one's a free kick. It's one of those things where it's a mixture between like a very good set piece and also not very good defending.
0: It's just, it's just. uh, I mean, look, the the conditions were pretty filthy. The wind was causing us all sorts of trouble. Um, Alan Judge has got great delivery at this level. We know that. So, so a let's Um, and we'll we'll come on to our delivery from set pieces later because Jesus Christ! In comparison, they were horrendous. Um, For me, how you know it's it's quite clear that Critchlow is is asked to pick up uh, Chambers, and within the first 20 minutes, he's had three, he should have had a hat-trick. Yeah. He literally should have had a hat-trick. We should have had an opposing centre-half scoring a hat-trick. It's only one that gets miraculously cleared off the line. I think it was Dabre or maybe it was Grant. I didn't see. But either way, you know, for him to, have to, to lose his man on the first three sort of set times that he has to mark him unforgivable, really. And yes... Conceding at set pieces isn't just about that one inst that that one moment where Critchlow is marking Chambers, right? A, don't give them away in the first place. Dabre has dived in and given away a really silly free kick. B, I think Lewis Ward is stuck to his line, way too much for me. And 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 also we had you, you can argue that it's not not a single person's job to stop one person from scoring, but it boils down to the fact that it's clear Critchlow was asked to map to mark chambers and he's failed miserably
3: yeah I mean I think to be honest the moment that was most damning of our defending from kind of set pieces slash wide ball situations in that first half was not either of the goals and not the one that was cleared (laughs) off the line but (laughs) the point where three of them are completely unmarked I think Critchler's vacated the space to kind of come out so Grant should come off and get goal side, uh, but they, they end up marking each other. It's, it's one of the funniest things I've seen in ages. They just
0: got so bored of being unmarked. One of them just sort of role played <laughs> as the defender just to keep things lively. It was just, yeah. it was
3: so peculiar, yeah. just
0: that, that ball in and just seeing. And obviously, on follow, they show a replay immediately. And it was as bad as it looked on the first instance. They definitely weren't offside. It was it, yeah. it, 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 just all three of them just sort of crashed into each other. I can only assume in that moment, right, you subconsciously think one of the people near you is a defender and that's why you were like pushing so hard to get to the ball. If two of them had stood still and one of them had gone for it, they were, it was just tapping from six yards out. Um,
3: yeah. And I think that kind of punctuated Colchester really going for it in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think until that point, you know, they were 2 0 up and cruising, but they were still looking to add to their tally. It probably could have been three or four. Uh, by that point already. um, And then um, we start to have a spell. So I think the final 15 minutes of the first half, uh, we started to grow in confidence, throw a bit more forward, um, which also left us kind of... um, Kind of um, uncovered at the back, and uh, Colchester could have scored again on the break. Um, and, and obviously, we, with,
0: with with that one, you know, Anthony Grant does make a great recovery, and and his work rate will never be questioned. And he does get back and make a really good clearance. But as we yeah. as we've surmised, that should have been their fifth. <laughs> yeah, we should have been at least five nil down at half time. I'm not talking like half chances. That's that's too cleared yeah. off the line. One of them is an absolute sitter. And yeah. and that really like hilarious incident where three of them get in each other's way. I think my favourite bit of uh, the breakaway chance is Alex Gilbert's failed
3: foul. Like, yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think we need to come on to Gilbert very soon, but it oh, was uh, pathetic, wasn't it? <laughs> it summed up a lot of a, a lot of
0: Alex Gilbert's la- last month for us, I think. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, before we come on to him, I want to at least have a little positive note in terms of the way that they did get back and get the goal, at, uh, sort of just before half time, which kind of at least set up a second half that was of interest because we were starting to think, do we just record on the halftime whistle? I think I messaged you on the uh, after the second goal and said, can I pretend <laughs> to watch the rest of the game and just
0: record without watching it? Uh, which I didn't do. I did. I did stick with it. Um, it was not, nice, nice goal from Critchlow, wasn't it? Bullet header, great cross from McCurdy. Um, McCurdy put in a couple of absolutely brilliant balls in, to be fair to him. Um, and at that point, you know, I think I think we said at half-time, with the changing of the wins, both literally and and metaphorically, I'd, I I was expecting us to have a bit of a go second half, really. And I actually I actually thought we were going to get level. And then, you know, I, I made the shout that we will nick this on penalties. They weren't really interested in doing much second half. Um but but we just we just didn't really sort of ever get ever get the momentum that we needed, did we? I think.
3: Yeah, it was a weird one. I think we had the better of the entire second half, really. Colchester never really looked interested at in adding a third. Um it's one of those things where you probably wish that we just had one senior player on the bench and we probably could have uh bit off a little bit of a head of a steam, but clearly I think they showed sort of where their priorities lie in terms of taking Harry McCurdy off. Um, around the hour mark. Um, We still kind of created a few things and uh, some of the younger players that came on uh, showed a few good touches. uh, But it's one of those things where, you know, without any senior striker, um, we didn't even have kind of senior players that could fill in as a striker um, towards the end. So, um, you know, once you're trying to sort of put balls into the box and uh, you're you're trying to get (laughs) Jaden Mitchell Lawson to win stuff in the air, then it starts to... uh, Starts to look not very likely, but at the very least, it was an entertaining end to the game.
0: The, the second half was a palatable watch in so much that you could see what we were trying to do, and it was nice to see a lot of kids get some minutes. But I, there, was, there was a real lack of intent, and I do, I get it, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to question Garner in this because I, I think he's doing a phenomenal job, and him and his team certainly know way more about managing load than I ever will. Um, so I'm in no way suggesting he should have done anything different. Just in, in my in-the-moment experience and enjoyment of that game selfishly is really hindered by us not throwing on Tyrese Simpson and Jack Payne for the last 10 minutes. Um, so I know, I, I, like I said, I mean, it's, it's for the right reasons and it's the right decision. But in the moment, it's frustrating that we can't do that, isn't it?
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's it's probably one of those things where if we had maybe one or two more bodies in kind of uh, an attacking sense then that kind of thing might be a little bit more likely so you know maybe we'll have a cup run next season in, in the pizza trophy and uh, we can throw a striker on towards the end and, and see what happens but you know uh, it is what it is isn't it i mean if we come on to some of the individual performances we both wanted to talk about um alex gilbert um i've kind of been negative about him on a recent pod um What's your take on Gilbert so far in a Swindon shirt?
0: It's almost like a um a, a story of two two acts, isn't it? And and the interval is when he goes away with Ireland on on uh, on international duty. Because when he first arrived, I thought he was really bright. I thought he was, looked really smart on debut um, away at Stevenage. Made a big difference in that game where we really needed someone a bit different, a bit of creativity. Um, and I think he had a couple of eye-catching performances in home games thereafter as well. But since that first time he's got away, since he's come back, look, he's a young player and I'm not really in the business of of piling in on players. But right now, I don't see the point of him in this squad. I don't see the problem that he he solves for us. And quite frankly, I find him extraordinarily frustrating to watch because I think he thinks he's better than he is. And that, but not in an arrogant way. I'm not saying he's a, he's an arrogant but you know he's not flash, he's not he's not Billy Big Bollocks. But I just think he tries to do things all the time that he's not capable of doing. And what that ends up what that ends up with is him trying really ambitious passes and giving the ball away routinely. Um and and it just it's just again and again and again and again or making poor decisions instead of doing the simple obvious thing. He takes on he he does the hard thing with zero success rate. Now we've got a couple, you need players who take those risks Well, Harry McCurdy takes those risks sometimes. And more often than not, it doesn't work out for him either, but he does have a conversion rate and he does have a positive impact on the game. I just, for me, I don't understand the the problems Gilbert solves for us. And I think he's got to be really, really careful because yes, he is young, but if you look at, if you look at the impact the other young loanees are having for us, Particularly Tyree Simpson. I think Gilbert's really, really in danger of drifting here. And if this doesn't work out, and he goes back in January, which I think he will, his next move is massively important.
3: Yeah, I think he he just kind of carries himself like if Kai Havertz had been had his talent stolen by the Monstars from Space Jam, um, and yeah. It, <laughs> It's, <laughs> retained, it's like...
0: retained all physical attributes
3: and yeah. and
0: the mental attributes, but the, the the way the idea of connecting those two things together has disappeared.
3: It re- it really could click um, and all come together, but it it just isn't at the moment. And I, I think the thing that I find frustrating with him is that if you have a nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old who um, needs minutes and uh, in these kind of development fixtures, um, isn't going to kind of be. Um, a key player and play a key role then it might as be might as well be one of ours that you know might end up going into the team later in the season than someone that we could well send back in January but
0: this is where the this is this is where I become frustrated that we, we we're not allowed dual registration yeah why can't Harry Parsons play for us tonight
3: it's a it's a good question isn't it like why why couldn't we just you know recall him and then send him back I, I don't or, or work, work it however
0: <laughs> you want you know if if if, if If Chippenham are playing, he's then fine. But he's still training with this week, day in, day out. There is no benefit to... Basically, Alex Gilbert is only here to fill in for, for pizza pot games because we've sent Harry Parsons out on loan to play every week rather than once every four weeks. So that doesn't do Alex Gilbert's development any good whatsoever. And Ultimately, what we're doing... And 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 I guess this is the right thing to do. We're prioritizing Harry Parsons' development over Alex Gilbert's development by making sure he gets more game time than Gilbert. But in the moment, in these games, Parsons could have done exactly what Gilbert did today, and we would have been in inverted commas developing our own asset. Uh,
3: If we come on to any uh, to to some of the other kind of players that were interesting to kind of see. Um, a few glimpses of, uh, we're now starting to have seen Dabre a few times in a Swindon shirt. Um, I think that was the second time I've seen him, but I guess that's probably what, his fourth game in total. Um, what did you think of him?
0: He's a, he's a really strange sort of player to watch, isn't he? I, I, I've no idea where he's meant to play for a start. Um, he's almost got this like cult figure already, and, which I don't understand at all. Um, I think I think he he started really poorly, and he really grew into the game in the second half. I, I think he was probably our most, arguably our most impressive, or or most dangerous outlet down that left. So I think that I think there's there's a footballer in there, but I think he's really 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 rough. Um, that you know, and, and he, that that diamond's going to need a a damn amount of a large amount of polishing to. For it to be anywhere near football league standard, and and we know that, right? We, that that's why that's why you sign these young players. Um, he's he's four months into his journey as a professional footballer. He hasn't come through the classic um, academy route, and you can see that if you compare him to someone who has, like Alex Gilbert. They're extraordinarily different. Um, so it'd be fascinating to see that a develop. I've got no. My instinct is he he is currently miles off being football league standard and if we develop as a club as we hope over the two, next two or three years he's going to have to make huge leaps but there's nothing to suggest he can't he, you know he, he. good luck to him and I hope he does
3: yeah I think what was positive from his performance was that I mean he, he was pretty shocking in the first half an hour but he kind of rallied and was actually one of the best sure, players yeah. in the second hour or in, in the 60 minutes that followed that um, I, you got the the sponsors man of the match as well which uh, you know i'm sure he'll uh, he'll enjoy that uh it's one of those yeah it's one of those things where i think i'm I'm watching him with no preconception of where he's going to end up on the pitch even like once he's been polished up into um hopefully a football league player for us um because it's one of those things where you could see him kind of slotting in in midfield you can see him slotting, slotting in wide at fullback i mean he's definitely not gonna be a center half um, or probably a center forward but it, it, it's definitely it's going to be interesting and he, i guess he'll probably slot in wherever he's told to do but um it's an in, it's interesting because it's it's definitely a very different game to what he had played um for us so far um the other one that that i found interesting on the night was um Harrison Minturn obviously we saw him um a few weeks ago against Newport and he was um, mostly pretty impressive um uh, a bit of a different game today but i, I quite liked his range of passing it was a bit of a it was a bit of a roller
0: coaster for for Harrison, wasn't it? In terms of lots lots of really nice things, and then two or three moments of of almost complete disaster. Um, I, I think at the moment, in terms of, in terms of the young players that we're seeing come through, you know, bearing in mind we're going off off watching very 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 small amounts of, of of these guys, I think he looks probably the one most likely to step up. Um, you know, arguably, these players should be looking to be part of the first team squad next season or the following season at the latest. Um, if Minton develops as he as he currently is, would it be horrendous if he was our fifth choice and a half next year? Pro- probably not. Um, he's, he's, I would say, I would say he's he's probably some way off being being football league standard at the moment, but I and mean, he's got a lot of development to do. But I think he's got he's got all the all the sort of raw ingredients there to be. To, to, to have a to have a future with us hopefully and then it, it, it's nice just to see these players come through right it, it, it's been too long over the last over the last two two or three seasons where we haven't seen any of these guys get any minutes or anywhere near the first team squad so it's it's refreshing to see I thought f- for me the, the the one that stood out the most uh, and and almost he stood out because he didn't stand out if you know what I mean in terms of he didn't look out of place at all was Levi Francis down the right um. I think he 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 didn't do anything outstanding, but he also didn't like I said he didn't look out of place in any way. looked quite comfortable out there. looked pretty tricky on the ball. Again, I don't know his favoured favoured position. It seems like we just play players at wing back if we can't figure out where else to play them. <laughs> Which is like the classic Sunday League thing, isn't it? When you when you play your worst player at left back. Um, but I thought I thought he was tidy in everything he did, and 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 was 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 surprised when he got taken taken off actually.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess he was on a booking, and um, that they, they probably just sort of wanted to to see um, a, a bit of the other players. Yeah. Gordon, who came on for him as well in the second half, I think he looked good, but obviously um, kept wanting to cut in onto his left. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets kind of minutes later on in the season um, on the left. Uh, he was on the bench for the seniors for the first couple of games of the season, wasn't he? So I guess he is kind of in the picture, even if those first few weeks were a little bit weird um, in terms of the configuration of the squad. Um, nice to see those guys. And I mean, I guess part of the issue in terms of not seeing some of these players over the last few years has been that we uh, we haven't put too much stock into the um, the, the Papa John's Trophy. So it's, it's one of the first Papa John's Trophy uh, games that I've watched in years, and even that was just an eye follow. But um, I guess if we kind of end on roughly who your man of the match would be. Um, who most impressed you?
0: I think it's, it's a coin toss for me between the two players we haven't mentioned and, and we haven't mentioned them probably because they did nothing wrong. Um, the, the, the two chaps in the middle, Ryan Easton and Jordan Lydon. Um, I think they're both pretty solid and, and, and comfortable. I don't really fault them for, for any, of, any of the disasters defensively. Um, so you know, I'll I'll give it to Ryan East by a nose because I think Leiden got it in the last round and and East was very unlucky with a a very good effort at the back end of the first half. So Ryan East can get it for me, but it's hardly a ringing endorsement.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll agree with East. I I think it's quite nice to see him kind of growing into the first team picture. And he did did kind of, I think, look like very much like one of the senior players, which obviously he is, but, um, you know, only sort of having had a few minutes here and there in the league so far this season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see sort of how he develops over the season and, uh, you know, if he can kind of start getting into any kind of starting 11s. Um, But yeah, very, very nice left foot. And that it was a shame that that effort towards the end of the first half didn't go in. I think he had one that was deflected quite wildly in the second half as well. So
0: Yeah, the, the two of them definitely did look like the two seniors playing age group football, didn't they? um just in just in terms of the way they went about their business more than anything else
3: yeah but sadly no more of these uh slightly pizza themed podcasts for another year uh will you be mourning that we're out of the uh, Papa John's pizza trophy
0: no i will be <laughs> um i will be reveling in the fact that i don't feel obliged to spend 10 pounds and my evening looking at my ipad um watching a game of football that lots of people clearly don't care about including those who are paid to be there
3: yeah and i guess in terms of uh for a lot of these players that we've seen tonight it probably will continue in terms of first team football um with like the wilt's premier shield or something later in the season so uh potentially um if people are still interested in in seeing the likes of of Minturn and uh, dabre then then i guess that might be our I think shout. we've
0: got to get them out on loan haven't we like, would they like from this point onwards just get as many of them out on loan as possible it's almost irrelevant the level they go to
3: yeah it'd be interesting to see sort of how how many of them do go out um yeah i guess i guess if you go sort of Somewhere reasonably local, and they can continue to train with us. as exactly, well. So exactly, exactly. Well, you know, why size. not?
0: Why not get them out to Supermarine or Highworth? I think Supermarine is struggling at the minute. So, you know, why not? Why not get them out there and, and get them playing football on a Saturday afternoon rather than rather than anything else? Or like we saw a couple of weeks ago, get them getting playing competitive football with 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 our own youth team if they're young enough to do it. Um, you know, we're out. We're out with the FA Youth Cup. We're out with the Pizza Pot just get, get these guys as much football as possible that's all that matters now
3: yeah well only two trophies left uh, as possible ones for Swindon Town this season uh, League 2 and the FA Cup um, <laughs> fingers crossed we can win a famous double but uh, yeah that's that's one possible day out of Wembley down uh, Terry thank you cheers Connor <laughs>
2: The Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening.
1: Come on, Swindon. <laughs> the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds.